welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. Sitting next to me today is John Fody, Nick Saka, yep. Randall Denson. How you guys doing today? Bless, bless. What's up? What's up? And the goal of this podcast, as always, is to bring value to you guys, talk about issues that we find important in the fitness and business worlds. Today, we are going to be talking about... Uh, what we've learned this year, you know, 2017 is coming to an end, or is coming fast, or is coming to an end. 2018 is coming fast. Uh, ourselves here in this room, we're all passing, uh, just passed a couple important milestones. This podcast is almost 20 episodes old. We just did our, we did, a, <laughs> we did our first episode probably about a year ago. Uh, Nick, his his Allstate office is a year old now. He just moved to a brand new office, but he's been doing that since November of last year. I myself has been personal training and solely personal training as a small business for the last year. Randall this year just went 100% all in on his art business and, <laughs> and 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 my man Fody right here as well has been taking more of a leadership role at his uh, at his dealership and is killing it and sharing his knowledge. So today, uh, we wanted to, to take all the lessons that we've learned in this last year and see if we can share with you and take whatever like little nuggets that we've learned mm -hmm. failing because by, by no means are any of us in here uh, experts and are masters of our fields yet. Yeah. But, but we're learning along the way just like all of you are and that's what we wanted to share today. Yes, sir. So... Without further ado, yeah, let's 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 just open it up, guys. What what are what are some of the? We'll start with barbells. What are some of the things that you feel like we've learned, in this year that maybe if we could go back, we would do more of. What are some of the things that you feel that we could do a better job of? Some some pitfalls we can avoid. Uh, let's start with barbells, and then we'll bring it into our. All right. Personal well, I think one of the main things we've learned with bar with barbells this year is the the power of of meeting people in person. You know, we've done three events so far in this last like three months, three three four months, three, four or five months. Yeah. And the the people that we've met and made connections with at at the events have become like lifetime followers, like very very valuable connections. Truly humbling. Truly, truly humbling. And, and I mean, in a year of like selling shirts and, and doing that, we've, I've definitely noticed that, you know, even our best customers, the people that buy shirts from us most often are people that actually have like met one of us in person, if not more than one of us and can say yeah. for like that they know at least one of us and have met right. us. And, right. Which is funny. And it's ironic because we created barbells on social media and it's like, oh, so, you know, what you mean that somebody from, you know, South Africa hasn't bought some gear just <laughs> because they followed our hat, they found a hashtag and, and yeah, like <laughs> that's not usually how it works. It, it's so much different when it, it's the, the world we live in today is so much different than it was back then. But the traditional like core business fundamentals are still the same. That small business, you know, know everyone's name yeah you know know their order as soon as they walk through the door that stuff still applies even in this social media you know generation and how a lot of people st have started business including ourselves um on on the social media platform um and so 
it's crazy to say that, yeah, these, these relationships that we meet in person and the people that we connect with, the people that we've all, I guess, kind of cross-referenced um, and met, you know, more people that are a part of our brand and, and, and see that all of us are passionate about it, just, you know, builds that connection even stronger, I feel like. And not only that, I mean, we have, we built new relationships or from people back in high school, I felt. I felt like a, I have a lot of supporters from people I, you know, that we're acquaintance with, just mutual friends. But now they see that we're trying to do the, the message we're trying to portray. And uh, it's coming a long way. And it's just, like I just said, it was it's very humbling. It's and, rekindled a lot of old uh, Yes, too. and people see it. They see that we're grinding and we're trying to build that value each and every day. And um, I think we are making a difference. And it's coming all together here. Yeah, Everything, the big picture. The big picture is finally settled in for us, and that's a really, really good feeling going into 2018. Yeah, people admire hustle. Randall, what do you got to say about about meeting people in person? I mean, you're we we call you a, our community guy because you're so involved, and and you are our kind of our gateway into the community. So, what do you got to say about that? Um, I mean, just piggybacking off what you guys say, mainly is relationships, not just meeting people, but what do we do after we meet the people? It's um. It's been really good. Every event has given us the opportunity to uh, to to really conversate. It's not just a transaction. We've got people that come out and they're like, oh, I follow your page and so on and so on. So we get to see who's been liking all of our stuff. And, you know, some people you think are real creepy behind social media. And you're like, oh, this probably per- the person probably weird. And, you know, you're judging the book by its cover. And little do you know, you meet them in person and they're really cool. And, they, you know. They, they they thank you for for what we what we're doing with for the community and what we're doing with this brand so um I mean I think it's been great I think it's been really good with the with uh, the events mm-hmm. um I would say you know some of like think we're talking we're talking things we've learned just by you know growing this brand and um what would you guys say from like <laughs> Uh, it, I guess it's, it all comes down to mistakes, and just like you said when we started it off, like we we made a ton of these mistakes while growing this brand. But let's talk about like some of like the back end stuff, like the operational, the marketing, the failures, <laughs> yeah. and the, the, the things you guys do not yeah, see. We don't we don't really talk too much about, um, but there's a lot of I guess um, pain, <laughs> that, that, lessons. the lessons that, lessons that come from learned. that. And we're like, okay, you know, and- let me throw in one real quick, which we just experienced with Nick. So we person, we posted this first Friday recap video and, uh, Nick is like the guru behind the videography and making shit look super cool. And he tries to make the, the songs like vibe. And he had this one Kendrick song, the, which song was that? The, the love you. And it went so hard with the with the video, and then we tried to post it and give it to you guys and let you know what we're feeling and what Nick was going through in his vision. And guess what? What happened, yeah, Nick? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, they, we got to have like a little copyright <laughs> issue going on. Um, it's all so love, though. We weren't, able, we weren't able to use that, that video, but it just sucks because then like... You know, because when I make that video, I'm in the zone. You know, like like I I, I felt I felt that video. You know, that was a perfect when I was, song when I was constructing it, and and then so when that happens, I'm like, man, and then so I just gotta slap on a new song to it, and that song might not be as special as the one that you know that I was feeling that particular night as I was you know in the lab, and so so yeah, but I mean that that's on a that's on a funny funnier scale as far as mistakes and things like that, but what they uh, count and we learn from them, yeah. But what are, what are some other things? I mean, this year we, we went from 
we went from from outsourcing our our Mm -hmm. t-shirt production to doing everything in-house which you know it spurred or it uh sparked from an incident with uh, a printing several, printing shop. Several, like yeah, yeah not having timeliness. Or... Yeah, we had very very bad experiences with like two or three in a row printing shops. Some local, some you know not local, but it actually like the bad experiences that we had personally pissed me off so much that I went out and did you know uh, two three four weeks of research on my own and bought the the printing press and vinyl cutters and everything that we wanted and. We're planning on getting some screen presses here, hopefully in the next year, and uh, so that we can get out the best quality products for you guys. But right. and efficient, and this and this way we control the quality, we control the timeliness. You know, we're no longer sending out empty promises saying like we're gonna have our new ones yeah. next week, and then we're <laughs> like, and yeah. then all of a sudden we just become quiet when yeah. nobody we're not talking about it no more because <laughs> we yeah. know that our vendors are slacking, so yeah. we're just like, all right, all right, how are we gonna do this? Man, so. our hustle grind live female tanks were coming for like two months. And it was so frustrating. And, Very. You know, we detailed that on an earlier podcast a few months ago. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely a whole learning experience in and of itself. And you know what? It ended up being a blessing in disguise because yeah. I've actually found something that I like doing, which is making these shirts. And, you know, it's able to, like Nick said, for us to control the quality and control the timeliness of our production. I think that's powerful because it definitely, like you said, it was a blessing in disguise, man. Like you found a new talent. Not even, not only did did we find something that benefited benefited us, but you found something else you were good at and something else that you value now, and that's yeah. only going to trickle down into more of stuff that we need. Anyways. Exactly, exactly. And I, what I found with has been a good approach, especially over the year past year. I've, I've been getting at personally, like. Um, I do a lot of the motivational quotes and on our Instagram and Facebook, you guys see, and I noticed by just going through the, the motions and do what I'm doing every day, those quotes you guys see is what, you know, we're going through personally as a brand and what's going through our heads. So I think that's, what's most valuable too. like what we're actually going through those posts you see, and they really do count. And it's what we're really going through. And I think as we're, everything's starting the bigger pictures coming together everything's starting to make more sense and you can kind of see what we're going through but not only on the podcast but every day on the instagram or the facebook i'm trying to get more active on instagram story and give you guys true true value we care we want to make you better uh, we want to see the best in you and you're taking the best out of us at the end of the day yeah, there's, and there's also, just like kind of Foti said, there's, there's learning of new new ways to market. I think Instagram story became a new, a pretty big, I guess, focus where we're like, hey, maybe we don't have to post everything, but we just post it on Instagram story. And, and we kind of learn learning new things along the yeah. year as well. Well, yes, because social media is like, isn't just... Ever changing. Yeah, it's, it's always changing. Like, Instagram's always updating their algorithm. They're always updating their... They, they introduced stories this year, maybe yeah. like just late last year. Mm-hmm. So that that whole like area of marketing is is new to everybody. So we're all yeah. learning it all at the same time. Yeah. So we talked about meetings, you know, in person events and relationship building. That's probably been the most key, you know, what we've learned this year. And for that, you know, next year, twenty eighteen, we're focused on tripling that. We will, and we instead of three events, we would like to do twelve, or and that's quadruple. That's four. Ha ha. I can do math. <laughs> but 
would like to we would like to do a lot more events and just put ourselves out there and we've already been getting contacted as far as events and um, non-profit sort of things that we can plug ourselves into and, and we're excited for that that was pretty cool we just got one actually what last week mm-hmm. what yeah. was that about mm-hmm. yes. it's uh, it was a youth uh, coaching or youth sports camp I think so yeah. when's yeah. that coming up February thing? Feb- yeah February okay. late February but you know that's one thing and, and then even these other you know some of these large brands that have been in the game and they've been doing it it just makes more sense as a growing brand that because they've done events in Europe, because they've done the Arizona Fit Expos and the yeah. LA Fit Expos, that they just know so many people because these people from all over that are interested in fitness or interested in, yeah. in that sort of lifestyle are coming up to them and, and meeting them. And, yeah. and it just, that's how it seems to be. You know, make no mistake that a lot of these people that are so called like Instagram famous, like they just have been out there and they've met a, a whole ton of new people that. That well, we haven't met just yet. Well, that's why those fitness conventions still fill up giant convention centers is because no matter how big social media gets, there is a value in shaking someone's hand and having a conversation. Five. With them. But I yeah. think the core of it is that those people are actually going outside their comfort zones, which we're, we actually have learned recently, I think in 2017 as well. I'm doing a lot more things that I never thought I'd be doing here before by stepping up the plate. Miller, Randy taking the jump, going into all that, and Denson, uh, Nick with Allstate. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes, but um, that's what it really comes down to. Everybody going outside their comfort zone and really pushing their dreams and doing what they want to do. Yeah. I think that was one thing I was going to say is comfort zone. It's This 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 business that we, we've created together, it's really pulling us out of our comfort zone and uh the main thing that i appreciate of it is the, the accountability uh we're, we're we're stressing the fact of you know hustling in business grinding in fitness we need to be doing exactly what we're we're trying to express to the world so for me it's holding me accountable to make sure that yeah. that i'm doing those each things. of us yeah. yeah and one thing we've one thing we've also learned as a team this year is is we play to our strengths like a lot and we've we've we all didn't quite know our strengths, you know, initially, but and, and we we probably still don't know all of our combined strengths yet. Not all we're, of still, them yet. we're still learning them, what we do best, and but we have a good idea of of which which one of us are good at what, and we're delegating to those strengths, and we're each hold, as Randall said, holding each other accountable to those particular things, um, because. If it comes to kind of numbers and inventory and things like that, like I suck. Like, and I'm very self-aware of the shit that I'm not good at. And I, I I'm, not, I'm not egotistical to say like, no, like, you know, I have to do it. no, fuck no. Like, I'm cool with, I'm cool with, <laughs> I'm cool with not learning certain things. I'm cool with pulling my camera out and catching what I think looks cool and adding my spin to it and kind of doing some of the marketing, whereas. Miller is doing the back end stuff that a lot of people don't see, like the the, the websites, the, the the podcast, the the uploading, the the tech support, you know, and the t-shirts, the, the t-shirts, and <laughs> the sending and the, the shipping, the shipping, yeah. yeah. And then even even as being as humble in the beginning, where it's like where it's like like how like Fody's saying, what can I do to make this a well-oiled machine? Like I want we, all of us saying, I want to contribute in one one way or another, and. As we continue to grow, we, we keep figuring that out. We just keep sharpening it. It's just never-ending. And um, so, so, so that's another one is, is delegation, playing to your strengths. And, um, and I think as we wrap up the brand, I think 
I think patience is, I mean, in any business, because I could say the same thing to, you know, my Allstate and Miller could say the same thing to, to that and, and Fody as far as, you know, someday opening his own dealership, if that's a, ever a, a, a possibility or some sort. But um, it's, just, it's just patience and knowing that all the little things that we do are, are, are hopefully and in faith adding up to, to the bigger picture. And I think we all have a good understanding of that. That's why we're all still here. We all know yeah, like yeah. it's gonna take a whole I, lot. I of think patience is is a big part of, of being in small business. Like no matter you know how much you market or how much you can throw out to to tell the world on social media or to tell like every single person that you know that you know that I'm I'm Randall Denson and, and you know I I do art or you know if you ever need an insurance quote Nick. Or just me letting people know that I'm a trainer or that I that I do like personal training, like you can throw that out as much as you want. And one of the big things that I've learned this year is no matter how much you can be expecting business, it's never going to come on your time. You yeah. just have to be patient and you have to be ready to take a vet, take advantage of those opportunities when they are presented to you. There's a quote that you can't bake a cake twice as fast by turning the heat up right know, twice twice as high. You know so I mean? yeah, patience and consistency. I mean, you just got to keep doing the small things, the details, yeah. over and over. Yeah. And yeah. I actually kind of posted something just a few hours ago. The definition of insanity: uh, it's doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. And uh, if we are insatiable and keep pushing our own brands and pushing barbells, one day that patience will catch up, and it'll all be worth it. And that's why we're here, and that's what we're doing. That's good. Yeah. So let's 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 switch gears. Let's, you want, you want to talk about the personal business? Yeah, let's Nick. One of the one of the interesting parts about your business that you can say that you do that none of us none of the rest of us do is that you're you are a, a manager of people. You're the boss, bro. Yeah. Well, I think we all manage people. But <laughs> mine's a little bit more formal. But but, but you pay people's salary. Yeah. You you've hired people, you've fired people this year. Mm-hmm. You've actively recruited employees you yeah. you motivate you develop yeah. uh, what what are a couple of the big things that you've learned from from having people under you and, and dealing with yeah. people this year it's it's crazy because like if you're a manager for a company and they're not performing like you can put them on action plans and you can go through all the little steps I guess to say you know to figure out if they're gonna be a good fit and you can be a little passive about it and then you could report it to your higher up and say this person's sucking I'm coaching development this is what I'm doing and it's still not working out for them um, and that's all fine and dandy because that's on the corporate payroll right there it doesn't matter how long they stay because they're getting paid on the company's company's wall out of the company's wallet and so with my business that's not the case they're getting paid out of my pocket like like if they're not, and, and I'm in the com- I'm in the business of sales. I'm in insurance, and we're a scratch agency. So we started from nothing, and we're building a book of business. And the biggest thing for me is, I've always heard the saying, and I never really understood it. And I'm I'm still going through it, you know, as well. Which is hire slow and fire fast. And I have the 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 three employees that have not worked out for me in 2017. They were all let go within 90 days, and that's been powerful. Like it's, I'm just identifying whether or not this is a good fit um, for them, and and I feel like if you keep somebody with you, um, you're and they're not a good fit, you're not a good fit for each other, then you're doing a disservice to each other because you could be successful at something else, and I might be holding you from that and. 
you're not doing what I need you to do. It almost sounds like dating. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it hard to separate your emotions from, from those actions when you have yeah, to Yeah, the hardest thing moves? I ever had to do was was let go of, uh, it was my, because when I had to start, I had to start with two employees. And um, one was, was a girl that, that I recruited from, from banking. We had a relationship. I actually hired her at the bank, and I knew what she was capable of. And we had a great relationship. She happened to be going through some issues at the bank, and she came over, and it worked out, you know, just fine. Um, I, Although she struggled in, in, in the beginning too, but the difference is I knew what she was capable of and, and she ended up you know, being well worth, worth everything. But the hardest thing I ever had to do was that other employee, I needed a Spanish speaker. And so it was a referral from the guy that actually you know, onboarded me into Allstate and everything. And I gave her a shot and she was like, you know, probably in her 50s, a, Sp- a Spanish lady, um, uh, she's, you know, and, uh, or Hispanic lady, sorry. And I remember after one month in, I mean, I, 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 I had to do the hardest thing, which was let her go. And it was it that your first one? Yeah, that was the first person I ever had to let go. And it sucked because she was trying so hard. Like, but I think there were things that were kind of beyond her control as far as like maybe how strong her accent was. And, and, and so, you know, I started coaching to it, probably had like one or two coaching sessions. I'm like, hey, look, like, and you do something like I need something to work out like and 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 it wasn't working out as from like a sales perspective and so um so so I had to let her go and then um brought somebody else on onto the team and again you know didn't work out and so you know for me <laughs> I, I said you know like this isn't working for you it's not working for me but I'll tell you what like I can help you find something else like you know, like, for me, it's like, you know, I care about people so much that I, it's, you know, I kind of want to, like, coach them. There's a saying I, I, I took back in banking, which was, you know, coach them up or coach them out. And if you can't coach them up, then you need to coach them out. Like, So you learn tremendous leadership skills. I mean, you've only been in business for a year now. You learn so much. I mean, just by speaking to you on the daily you can speak a lot about leadership and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, leadership and yeah, you, I've definitely learned a lot about leadership because you know you you are the <laughs> I'm gonna use the same word that's in leadership like you are the ship. I feel like you're the you're the captain of that ship and and so like it doesn't really matter how you feel because you have you have to go in there and get your staff fired up about doing better at and and reaching their full potential and I've just learned little things as far as. Like, don't forget the fucking human element of anything. And I've always been like that. I've, I've always been like, you know, what's the deeper issue to, to why this employee is not performing at a what's higher level? What's the root of everything? What's the, yeah, what's going on? It's and always having the those, root. Having those conversations, um, you know, I've made even mistakes as far as like, let, back to you said about emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been moments where I have called for like a little meeting or like a coaching session while I was in a very like pissed off state. And that's not a good idea right. to call your employee. Like if you're like pissed off about something, you shouldn't call your employee over and say like, what is going on here? This is that because you're going to totally act out of emotion and it's not going to come out good. And you're going to regret some of the things you say or how you handle it. Whereas now I know like, okay, breathe I'm pissed, I'm pissed off right now yeah. like but i need to hold off before i write this email i need to hold off before i i talk to her about this or him about this because this isn't going to come out pretty 
Um, and so those are some of the mistakes that I feel like you learn. Value of gathering your emotions before you speak or act. Yeah, in all that's things, in everything. In all things. That's like, not just business. That's yeah. everything. You really want to control your emotions before making critical decisions, because emotions will will jack you up. Mm-hmm. They really will if you not if you don't have control over them. But the 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 empl- running um, managing employees is really comes down to the human element, and I believe in being a cool cool boss. Like I believe in being being chill, and sometimes it can go against you. Trust me. Right. But that's where. You have to you definitely have to set some some Find boundaries. Balance. You definitely have to set some boundaries and let them know like I'm not fucking playing with you. Like like I'm cool. I'm lax. You know if you ask for this this day off, you know and this is that it'll happen. You know um, I keep beers in my fridge. You know at the office and if we're having a good Friday, we're fucking killing them. Like you know break break those bad boys out. Like <laughs> like cheers. Uh, I got a foosball table. You know like sometimes if I feel like the spirits or whatever like the aura. Um, like, yeah, and you got to kick yourself too, because like I said in the last podcast, I think we, we touched it where you don't realize yourself if you're being, you know, not in the best mood or aura and things like that. Sometimes your employees will call you out on it, and it's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. like, like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm, it's showing, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so, um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, staffing, I mean, it's a little bit more formal, but at the end of the day, we're all kind of managing people. I know Randall is a little bit different because he can't necessarily like hire or fire, you know, people that he's he's in direct leadership of. But, but uh, yeah, learn the people element. That that's my overall point is, is learn the people element and, and make sure that you're just being nice to people and then also, you know, putting your foot down when you have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with mine, uh, he was he was talking about me managing people. I, I um, I'm I'm. I'm a, a head of the men's ministry at uh, Win the City Las Vegas, and it's a church here, and um, uh, everything is volunteer-based. We're not getting paid for anything, so it's a lot harder to lead people that they don't have to do anything, I say. And I'm not the type to, to be harping over people, telling them what they need to do, but I'm learning what I need to do to get people to see my vision and to, to, to have the same effort and passion as I do even though we're not getting paid because money easily makes people, it's an easy motivator. But when you're not getting paid and you, you understand that what you're doing is, 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 is a serving, having a servant's heart, it, it checks you. And, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of good in it this year and a lot of bad, but I'm, I'm just trying to focus on being an example. Would you learn, would you learn in your business with all that and Denson that that's something you just recently took on full time, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so in July, I took my full leap. I left my job at Robert Graham, which is high end retail. Um, I was the assistant manager. And um, I mean, God gave me an opportunity to make my dream come true. And um, one thing that I definitely want to say that I learned, and I actually learned it last week, not even maybe three days ago. And it's something I want to take into 2018. And it's to stop trying to create product for people and uh, not stop, but change my direction of just just creating product for people and create product for myself. When you create product for people, you know, you're, you're losing the, the sight of, of the business, at least for me, my businesses as an artist. Uh, I'm going to always be discouraged or let down because I'm just chasing the next trend, the next big thing. What's blowing up now? What should I draw now? Instead, I can create something nobody's ever seen and and 
and that can that can go in a whole bunch of different directions. You know, I can I can create a you know a picture that somebody would see, and they can want to put that on the show because it's it's something nobody's ever seen. But if I'm if I'm constantly, I call myself right now a, a, a human copy machine. If I'm just copying pictures, uh, I'm, I'm just tracing. I don't see. I don't. I don't think people really get to see an artist's true talent until they create something from their from their heart, from their spirit, from their mind. You know. Yeah, I, I I've heard a lot of people say that they they stop like either working for like a certain company or or they come out with their best work when they're not in that. They're not in that, uh, I guess, that state of mind. The control. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so, like, a lot of artists, well, as soon as they get over that hump where, I guess, money, you know, money's money's coming in, they come out with their best work because the money's not even, like... like, like and the motivating issue. factor. Yeah, right. like, you remove the money, and so you start having fun with it, and your mind starts opening up, and you start really do coming out with it. So do you feel like it's more like a, a balancing act between doing projects that you do for money and doing projects that you creatively want to do on your own because you want to? Yeah, it, that's been my balance, man, for the at least the real balance this year. But I've been trying to figure out how to get more of my own, my originals out. And before this year, it was a very low number. Like I probably had a, an amount of maybe 10 originals. And I've done 10 alone since my journey. But um, that's that. It's been a, it's been a real challenge to balance between the both. And now I'm trying to figure out what that balance is gonna be like next year because I want to lean more towards creating my own product. Yeah, I feel like it's like when you see like tattoo artists, like they always like appreciate the people that that go in to and ask for just whatever. Let your creative juices flow. Yep, put yep. put whatever you want mm-hmm. on instead of like somebody that just comes in and already has an idea of exactly what they want and you just tracing it out. Those are some of the best tattoos come out. Like, oh, I bet. Yeah, my my buddy Mike in Cincinnati, he's a huge fan of Godzilla, so he has some he has some sick stuff going on in his arm. It's like the the real Godzilla on his left arm and then the metal Godzilla on his chest. And he he went to his tattoo artist and said, "Have at it." You know, and, and just gave him a Godzilla theme and said, "I like Godzilla. Have at it." And he trusted that <laughs> artist, and it and his ink is still tight as shit till this day. Every time I look at, it, I'm like, "Man, that's fire!" Like, <laughs> like I'm not even a Godzilla fan, but like I would totally like rock something like that. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to make sure that I, I let uh, our listeners know what I learned. Uh, hopefully, it helps you. I learned that I need a website in 2018. If I want my money to work for me, because social media alone isn't as strong. But if you're just starting out, it will do. Don't don't get discouraged if you don't have everything. You know, people don't start businesses because they get so caught up in the preparation instead of actually just acting. And that's what I did. I just feel like it's 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 expired now. I need to step my level up if I want to see a change and if I want to see growth. And uh, Instagram is not necessarily built for businesses. They're catering around businesses right now, but I can't expect my income to be solely off of one stream out of Instagram. But that's that's one thing that I know that I will be having in 2018 is an official website. So stay on the lookout. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about marketing. Um and marketing and that I've learned in I guess in, in 2017 I guess all of us yeah yeah all of us have learned <laughs> probably sure. plenty of like marketing tactics and had trials and errors in marketing this year yeah and 
And this, I mean, we could do, I could do a whole separate subject on this, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me as far as like, you know, I like the way you, they're calling me a marketing like guru, yeah. especially people in the insurance industry. They're like, oh, he's so good at marketing, like this, this and that. And it's humbling to hear that, but to simplify and to dumb it down, like all I'm doing is telling my story. Yeah. Like, and I'm documenting my, my journey and I'm just telling it how it is, not how, how, you know. How this? I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll tell how I want it to be or how I envision it to be, and I'll drop that. But for the most part, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm pretty raw. Like it's if you look at my if you look, just take one gander at my Instagram page, you could tell you could tell exactly what I'm about. And whereas if you looked at my Instagram page um, in 2013, it would have told you what I was all about. Which there was like partying and there was like, yeah. you know what I mean? There yeah. was like going out. It was out. all about Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. And so it's, it's no different. It's just more professional. I'm more wise now. I'm making better decisions and, and I'm not afraid to tell my story. Yeah. Whereas. I, th I think the two words I would use for, for your social media and especially like your marketing of your business is you're relentless and you're consistent. Mm -hmm. Every every time I go on Instagram or Facebook, I see an ad for Nick Saka, Salt State Agency. Mm -hmm. You know, I see when I go on Snapchat, I see your blue car every single day. I feel like yeah, right. That <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker, you can see everywhere. <laughs> it's in the garage right now, but I can still see it. <laughs> right, it's just everybody knows that car. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Car. <laughs> and, and for those that don't know, Nick has his All State Agency. Uh, what is it? I don't even a, a metallic blue wrap. It's a chrome blue wrap on my car, and, and so it's all stated it. out. It's, it's got it's, Nick's it's big ridiculous. fat face on the back. Yeah, it's got. Man, it was so funny. Oh, the other day, some dude like cut me off in the HOV lane and was driving thirty five. <laughs> I was flickering my lights. I was honking. I was so mad. And my Priscilla's like, "Don't! You're in the Allstate car." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was so mad. I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, she's right. Like, I would have been able to do it, man. Like, you're like, good hands, huh? Good hands, my ass. Oh, it's so hard. I'm going to give Allstate a call. Yeah. He's drumming up business. So, yeah, man. I was so mad. You, yeah. So, all in, baby. Um, so, yeah, I think Nick made a great point is telling your story and that's what kind of each of us are getting better at people want to know the back end behind the scenes what we're doing i've been personally stepping up letting people know you know on on my instagram social media like you'll see a little rant by me here and then but people need to know you know i mean people need to know what i'm about how i feel how i'm doing it and how much i'm trying i mean i really am like trying a hundred percent throughout the entire day and i want people to know that that um personally and by telling my story, I learned people, it from Nick. People attract to that shit, man. Yeah, and they respect you. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, you know, they'll like you. They'll vibe with you. I didn't know about that him before, so now, you know, I am gonna go buy a car from him, or I am gonna go get an insurance quote, or I'm gonna get trained by him, or I'm gonna get an art piece. That's what it's about. People want to feel that relationship, that rapport. What, what, you know, brings that relationship together? And uh, by telling your story, I'll go a long way, and people respect you more. And you know, my make a relationship out of it and even produce business as far as marketing right. so which i mean that's what it's about and one thing that miller and i don't know if he's going to get to it but one thing we also wanted to touch on is that the customers that you do have and we might have that, that was that was the next thing i was going to oh, mention <laughs> no I, I the most underrated part of marketing is you want to take care of the customers that you do have you want to treat the customers that are already giving you business like gold yep 
especially in my business. Or like Bitcoin. <laughs> well, like Bitcoin. There you go. Um, but especially in my business, I'm a personal trainer. Um, the people, uh, trainer, when I first started out, one of the first things he told me is that, you know, anybody can look up a workout plan online. Anybody can go on YouTube and figure out how to squat and deadlift properly. These people that are paying you for your sessions, they're, they're paying for you. They're paying for your time. They're paying for your energy. So put 100% into them and you'll get 100% back. Yep. So yeah. like, and I've tried to do that, you know, this past year, you know, any, I appreciate, I have probably six clients right now that have been with me for nine months or longer that, you know, have all made progress in their own ways and all, you know, I'm 100% so thankful for all their time and business and, you know, I've, it's been a joy for me to watch them grow and watch them change and to learn about their lives because lots of times when you are a trainer, you're, you know, you're talking to people for an hour for two, three hours a week. So you become kind of a therapist, you become, you know, you learn all about their personal lives. I, I learned all about their kids, their grandkids. You know, it's a lot of, you it's, know, personal time. How much, would you, how much would you say, granted, obviously the results need to be the results, but how much would you say it's of like a, a trainer's knowledge? Granted, you know your shit. You know, you, you, you know a lot of your stuff when it yeah. comes to training and nutrition and stuff like that. But how much would you say someone being, you keep getting it's, a client and keeping a client has to do with your knowledge or your relationship with I, that person? I'd say it's 20% knowledge and 80% they like you and, you know. Absolutely. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Easily, it's, if not 90, 10. Because they're like, my customers keep coming back because they like me and because they want to, they want to keep progressing, no doubt. But they're giving me the, their business out of all the other hundred thousand trainers in Las Vegas because they like me and because, you know, I make them feel good. I help them. I push them. We have a connection. We, they know that I know them and I'll push them to where, you know, they want to go and I won't push them too far. And that's what it comes down to. And Miller's talking about his customers and the customer experience. It, one word, caring. If you care, I mean, that's why I was going to speak about at my job at the dealership. You know, I'm training a few guys that just started about five or six of them now. They're young cats, but I'm trying to build some wisdom into them. They're like, how do you do it? Like, what's the secret? I'm like, they're, honestly, yeah, you got to know your product. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know your programs. But if you don't slow down the customer and get to know them, you aren't, you, you're misleading the whole everything. You're not you're not gonna get anywhere. You're just gonna worry about that one sale and that's it. And it's not gonna get you any referrals. You're not gonna meet a friend. Nothing's gonna happen. You gotta people you got I guys I tell these guys, sit down with them, get to know them, become become their Good friend. Exactly. And that's what it is. And caring, becoming their friend, getting to know that person truly who they are and what they're about they'll buy from you and you'll have the greatest customer. They're going to send you referrals and yeah. that's the golden rule. And and that's another thing is that like me being, you know, a hundred percent all in on every single one of my customers uh, has actually helped me get more customers because, you know, I was training, um, actually it was a referral from Nick. I was training a, a 17, 18 year old kid. And within a month or two of me training him, 
And me talking to his mom and everything, I'd started training his mom. A couple months after that, I started training her daughter as well. Um, there was a guy I started training six months ago. After three months of me training him, I start I brought in his girlfriend as well. I was training him and his girlfriend, you know, because I made such a connection that first contact and with that first person and was all in and took care of them to the point that they referred me to other people and it grew exponentially from there. And I think Steve Wynn, who was a huge mentor of mine, said it best. People love people. Out of mind. People love to be loved. People love people. And when they feel that love and that relationship, love can go a wrong way a long way as far as vibes and people feel it, even if you just met them for the first time. So if you if you can build that relationship, you'll have a customer for the rest of your life. And they'll always be there for you and you'll always be there for them. And that's what it's about. So John, what do you think? Like how do you think how, like how big has referrals been to your business this year? Has it been a small part or a big part? A huge of your part because everybody, I'd say if if I had like probably three quarters of the people that I'm training right now are people that either knew me before or before I started training or were people that were referred to me by people that I know either by. You know, I have Nick that gave me a couple people. I have Fodi's referred a few of my clients to me. You know, uh, people in my family. It's it's all come. A lot of it has come from people that I knew prior, and because I post on social media, they happen to know I was training and hit me up through that. But the referral part of my business is huge. Man, I get a kick out of referrals. I think those are honestly. Those are better than the ones you work hard for, you right. know, because that's yeah. the, that's that's the client that comes through your efforts through that customer that you're focusing on. So you're focusing on one customer, they go out and now they're working for you. They're out there raving about your talents and your skills and abilities, and because of that, they bring in a group of people. So I think that's really awesome for you, bro. Yeah, thank you. So Fody, we we've kind of foreshadowed that you know you've been. Uh, taking on more of a leadership role in your uh, business. What have you what have you learned at the dealership in in coaching people and training training guys up to be awesome salesmen like John Fody? <laughs> um so I've been with the dealership 5 years now and the, the 4 years prior to this year, so 2017 and prior, um I was all about me. It was all about me, me, me. Uh selling, 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 be the best. Um but you know, this year, and I, I think it came through barbells. My eyes opened up. Um, people want to, people want to know. Like, it goes so much. It'll make me better by coaching up people. And anybody can be a leader. You can be a leader flipping burger, burgers at In and Out. You can be a leader. You know, whatever the case may be. And that's what it's about. Just stepping up, doing the little things, doing people. You don't need the title. You don't need the title. And I don't have the title. Yes, I'm a, I'm a sales manager at the dealership, but I don't. I don't have the physical role of coaching people. I'm just doing it to help them, see them succeed. And that's what it's about, paying it forward. And I really believe in that. And th I'm so thankful that I realized that at finally at fucking 27, instead of being so stubborn about everything else, that it can go so much a long way. And people see and they respect it. And um, it's just about taking initiative. That's what I felt. And being a true leader and... Telling people it's, you know, reality. They don't want to know, like, oh, I do this, this, and that. No, man. Just like I just said, slow down. It's about customers, about relationship, and encouraging people. You know, you're doing a great job. Even though you don't want it. And I just posted another quote last week. It's like, 
always do the right thing, even if it hurts. So that's what I've been trying to do lately. If you know yeah. somebody like turned me the wrong way or looked at me wrong or made a comment, and you get that all the time in any workplace, you just gotta still calm down, say the right thing. You know what? You're doing a great job. Keep doing that. I'll see a lot from you in the future. Keep doing it, and just keep encouraging them. And that's and that's a huge thing what I learned personally uh, over the last year. And not only does that do something for that person, but to me, that does a lot for me. When I have to calm my flesh and and shut myself up and calm down all emotions just to try to help somebody else and make somebody else better, no matter how they're treating you or, or whatever it is, you're doing it for that person, but at the end, it builds your character. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the working, in a, working in a leadership role, um, Definitely does involve a lot of um, when you're coaching and giving feedback. It does require more, um, I guess, you know, positive affirmation versus um, constructive criticism. Or maybe I mean, actually, no, no. I mean, it, it's a, it's a it's an even amount of both. But you definitely want to start off with with the good, um, and then yeah, I was gonna say it's probably more about the timing of of which to yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like coaching and developing when you're sitting some sitting down with your employees or whatever, it's like, hey, you know, one not a, but but you know what I mean. But, but it's like this is what you're doing really, really good at. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you do. This, this, and that. Acknowledge some of their accolades. Now acknowledge what they're doing, um, and then say. With that being said, this is what we need to work on. And I design goals based on what they want versus what I want. They tell me that they want to sell 20 cars a month, 30 insurance policies a month. I say, well, why? Like, let's do the math. Let's, let's, let's break that down. How much are you going to make with 30 insurance policies sold? Oh, that's going to be $5,000? Like, okay, let's break that down. Like, what do you want? What do you need $5,000 for? Oh, the holidays are coming up. You want to get Tommy this? Like, you know, <laughs> Tommy's her child. Um, that's not a real child. I just made that name. <laughs> but you... <laughs> And I design the goals around what they say, so that way, when it comes time to shove your foot up someone's ass, like, like, hey, this isn't this is what you this want. This is what you say. Yeah, like this is what you. What, Don't get mad at me. This yeah, I'm just you holding say. you accountable to yes, what see. you said that you wanted, and so that's good. It's a it's a strategy. <laughs> yeah. One more thing I'd like to tap off that is over the last year is. As we're doing, each of us, I think, are doing a lot of self-development, reading um, into everything. Anything that opens our mind up and makes us think the bigger picture. Um, I learned that we control our own thoughts as far as happiness, you know, love, relationships. Um, it doesn't matter what somebody else did or an event that happened. It, it, it really matters what your perspective of it is how you react to it. exactly you control your happiness you control the love you control everything inside your own in your own head and that's what's been huge for me lately um i control my own destiny and we each feel that we can do anything we put our minds to and it's true we might not have all the you know the skills but we just develop them and become better each day and that that's what i learned just coming better each day every day is a new day Something happened, fuck it. Keep rolling the dice and let's keep going, pushing. And that's what it's about. I hope you guys get some value from it because it's true. You just got to control your own thoughts. You know what's true inside you. You you know what you're about. Nobody else does. So 
I hope you guys get some value from that. Just keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing, come better every day, and always do the right thing. All right. Um, does anybody else got anything else they wanted to share? My fantasy team lost. Boo-hoo. That's what you get for looking. <laughs> so for 2018, Nick said uh, he's going to give up fantasy, so I hope so, so he can put more time to He needs to give up the charges. Things. That's what he needs to give up. <laughs> uh, yeah. They couldn't even hold it down for the conference. Uh, that's a bad week so Nick's going from San Diego to L.A. and then the Raiders going to come, so he can be a fan of the Raiders now. <laughs> Golden Knights, go Golden Knights. There we go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, you, you can follow, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, whichever one you, you'd rather listen to your podcasts on. Uh, if you can, you know, like us, uh, leave a five-star review, leave something in the comments, let us know what we're doing good or what we're doing bad. Um, follow us on Instagram, Barbells and Briefcases. You can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, John, J-O-N, Will Miller. Mine is J underscore Fody, F-O-T-I-E. Exclusive. I have two. It's underscore Buck 27. And then for my art business, it's all that and Denson, D-E-N-S-O-N. Yeah, guys. And what Miller was saying, we really want to know your feedback. He's, I think he said a little lightly, like what we're doing we're trying to make a difference. And if you see a post that you that you vie with, repost it. You wearing our gear one day, post it on your story so we can repost it on ours. We're trying to spread this love. We're trying to spread this value. We can't do it without you. Um, that's what it really comes down to. You guys need to help us out so we can help our community and make this world a better place. Because that's what we're trying to do. And without your help, we're not going to get anywhere. And we thank you for listening. We thank you for you know, rocking with us. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And I hope you guys keep doing what you're doing. And with that, we're out. We out.